You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist, episode number 149. Hey doc, you okay? All right y'all, today we are going to talk about a lot of things and it's going to seem like we're just talking about random stuff probably today, but um, there's a lot on my mind and um, I want to share that with you and I want to um, bring out what a lot of people are feeling and um, thinking and um, I think that it's important that we address these things as they come up in our world as OBGYNs, okay? And so um, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things today. Um, some of the stuff that's going on in the world, some of the stuff that's going on in my world, some of the stuff that I know is going on in, in some of y'all's worlds out there and, um, and, and just kind of open that conversation. Okay. Um, and, but before we do, I want to remind you really quickly, um, this Sunday, August 20th, if you're listening to this in uh, at a later time, this is August 20th, 2023. <laughs> okay. Um, we are going to be having a, a really cool workshop where um, I'm going to be talking about regaining control and uh, in your life as an OBGYN. And uh, this concept, we've talked about control enthusiasts here, okay? We, we have a whole episode um, that, is, that is dedicated to being a control enthusiast or recovering control enthusiast, as I like to call myself. Um, and that's episode number 39. If you haven't checked that out, definitely check that out. If you think that you maybe identify as a control enthusiast or type A or like to have control, okay? It's a good episode. But what I also want you to know is that I'm going to be talking about some stuff that I learned recently um, about control and how it actually may be more than just a preference for us. It may be more than how we deal with things. Um, it may even be something that we need to do biologically. Okay. And so it, I found some really, really interesting research um, about control and um why it's important to us as humans. And so um, I'm going to be telling you about that. We're going to be, you know, working through some some different ways to regain control of your life um, as an OBGYN as well. So we'll have um, a workbook that we will be essentially kind of working through. So you have to sign up ahead of time though, so I can actually send you the workbook. <laughs> okay. So try and sign up ASAP um, because I will only be sending the workbook out up until a certain point. I can't send it out if I'm, you know, on the, on the workshop. Right. So, and then we'll, we'll meet Sunday evening at 7:30 central on zoom. And if you don't have a link yet, you have to go sign up. So go to coach-miles.com forward slash regain control that has all the details like the day and the time. Um, and there's a little button there that you can register on for zoom and it'll send you the link and then, uh, we'll send you a reminder as well and we'll send you the workbook. So that way you can work through it. We can workshop together. And whenever I say workshop, like it's going to be interactive. And so if you have something that you're working on, whether it's control related or not, we're going to work through that. Okay. And so, um, we're going to be talking about some really fun things and some cool things. Um, and so I, I just want you to don't forget to go sign up for that. Okay. Because it's, it'll be here before you know it. All right. So as we dive in today, um, I wanted to do this episode a while back 
but then I realized this week that I need to do this episode and I'm going to try to not be, um, sounding too emotional, (laughs) but y'all know that I, I like to keep it real. I'm, I aim to be very authentic with you guys. And sometimes that vulnerability, um, I think helps y'all out there and it helps you guys realize you're not alone. Um, and I think that's important because we are, you know, shown so often that we need to like not feel in, in so many ways, like don't feel, um, at all. And I think that that vulnerability reminds us that like, Hey, we're, we're, you know, similar human beings and we're all going through this tough thing together or, you know, through this tough life together, essentially. So, um, for, um, you know, kind of start off like where this episode had originally come from in my mind was, um, I think that a lot of times the nurses, um, will ask like, Hey doc, you okay? You know, how's it going? Um, just trying to make small talk. And I, um, I am, I'm a big, I don't know. I'm a big pusher of honesty and authenticity (laughs) and vulnerability. And so, um, I started, you know, in this journey of mine, started actually answering in a real way. And it's been really interesting to watch over the last several years because this has been, you know, a several year process now for me, um, you know, coming out of burnout, um, you know, and, and not actually knowing what I was feeling at that point, not feeling anything, stuffing my feelings down every night with, you know, kid snacks and my phone and maybe even alcohol, like zoned out on the couch. And I didn't really ever actually pause to like, think like, yeah, no, I'm not all right. Or I'm not okay. Um, whenever anybody would ask me that, like, Hey, how you doing? I just be like, yep, good, good. Like no matter what, like I could have just done an IUFD delivery and I'd be like, yeah, it's great. It's a good day. Beautiful weather. You know, it's like small talk, but at the same time, I think that, you know, there is something to that, like not being authentic that creates like an unsettling inside, um, is the best that I could describe it is like, I, I, if I do that too much and I actually know like it's not okay, but I'm not going to tell you that it's just like a very unsettled feeling for me. Um, that kind of inauthentic, it's almost like I'm lying, right? I'm lying to myself really. And then I start to resent myself if I do that. Um, I start to get mad at myself. And so, um, that's, you know, because I'm like, that's bullshit. Like why, are you, you know, not acknowledging that things suck right now? So I think that, you know, in light of recent events, and so if you're listening to this at a later date, if you're listening to this beyond August, 2023, um, what has kind of been in the news this past week since our last episode, there was an article this week that many of you know about, many of you saw, um, many of you posted on Facebook about, or, um, you know, emailed me about, I had several people send me this article, um, before it really like started spreading like wildfire on social media and, um, several people, OBGYNs and non-OBGYNs, like the non-OBGYNs kind of looking to me for like a, is this like really true? Like what are the real details in a situation like this? And essentially this article was, um, 
about, it was a news article about a OBGYN in, I believe in Atlanta, um, in Georgia, I think, um, that had a terrible case and now is undergoing a lawsuit. And it sounds as though there may have been um, a probable terrible shoulder dystocia at some point. And I don't know if that was, you know, none of us know probably, there's probably a few out there that know, but, you know, is this a a shoulder dystocia that then led to, you know, a demise and then, um, or was it a demise that then led to a shoulder dystocia? And then, um, unfortunately to deliver the baby, um, the baby, uh, was decapitated. Um, and so the baby was not alive whenever that happened, but you know, every OBGYN, I think in the whole world, and this is where I'm going to try not to get emotional y'all. Um, I think every single one of us out there read that and our, our stomachs just like went into knots, like instant nausea or something. Like that's where I was at. I was just like, Oh my God, like this is, this is like gut-wrenching, like literally gut-wrenching for me um, to read about because we weren't thinking about what the rest of the world was thinking about. We were thinking about that experience of being in that doctor's shoes. And I think that, you know, why it has been so hard for us is that number one, you know, every single one of us knows that that could be me right? Like that was, that was one of my first thoughts, like in an instant, like that could be me at any point. And, um, I have been in a situation similar to that. Um, and that's, you know, um, and many, many of you have reached out and, and told me about your experiences that, um, were terrible cases, you know, the most common, um, verbiage that you guys reached out with were like career ending case, you know? Um, and so I want you to know that that took strength to reach out. So thank you for those that reached out. Um, I reached out to a lot of you. If you're on my email list, like if you've come to a webinar or you've, um, you know, come in and downloaded the calm call checklist, um, your email goes to my list so that I can send you updates, or if it doesn't work, <laughs> say something, there's a typo in the call call checklist, that way I can send it back to you corrected, <laughs> if it really bugs me, or something like that, right, um, and so I sent an email um, to uh, those on my email list that basically, you know, just like processing this, and uh, so some of you know that I I was really bothered by this. And so, and I know that many of you are too. And so I wanted to reach out. And so, and I encourage you to reach out to me. And so if you're listening to this and you're not on my email list, what I want you to do, I want you feel free to reach out to me anytime and process this case or any other case or anything going on. I don't want you to feel like you're alone out there ever. And because I cannot imagine how, um, the physician that is involved in this article feels right now. It must be terribly lonely. And I just hope, hope, hope that perhaps maybe someone has shared with her this podcast or that we are part of, you know, her, her community, because that's, um, 
that's going to be a really hard thing to go through without support or community um, or a, a tribe or a hive or whatever you want to call it. So I hope that that, that physician has that. Um, and so I, I wanted to reach out too because uh, the second thing that I've seen, except that we're all just like reading this article and processing this case, and then we see the fallout on social media, if you're on social media, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of comments, probably thousands of comments at this point about, you know, how this doctor is awful and dragging her name through the mud and all these things, right? And, you know, the people that comment don't have true understanding, um, and they likely never will, which is, you know, lucky for them. That's lucky. Um, that's a good thing for them because we are burdened with that knowledge. We, we know exactly what needed to happen to, you know, likely save that mother's life is my guess, you know, um, based off the timing of, you know, three hours later, um, than delivering, I think was C-section. So I didn't, I tried to not go back and click on this article. I read through it once. That was enough for me. Um, and I did not, I did not engage in any of the comments, but I heard, um, because I knew that my brain was going to just go straight to like, holy shit and just like get stuck there for a while. So I opted out of that. I really, um, I think that that was the healthiest choice, the kindest, most loving choice for me uh, um, that I could do at the very beginning, because I would probably still be scrolling those comments. <laughs> because what happens whenever we see something like this, we have all seen, you know, shit. We've all seen scary ass shit, bad shit, career ending shit. We've all been there, right? We've all had some sort of shit. And our brain has flagged that, especially our, our survival brain, right? Like our primitive part of our brain, our amygdala or whatever you want to, you know, however you want to reference it, right? It's flagged something in our past as bad shit, um, like a shoulder dystocia, right? And then we read this article and we realize, holy shit, like this is, the, uh, uh, this could be me, right? And our brain has this like, you know, survival memory that it's laid down, right? It's flagged a shoulder dystocia or a bad case in the past as important for survival, right? It's put a little tiny red flag in that. And guess what happens is that we read through this, that survival memory is triggered, okay? And then we are in a state of survival mode, right? We've talked about that here, fight, flight, uh, freeze and fawn, right? We're in a state of survival mode right then. And so then we start either, you know, looking for information, we're gathering, we're, we're gathering information of like how we're going to, you know, how we're going to make it through this. How are we going to, you know, handle this if this was us? What if this was me? Um, maybe I need to learn some new things. I'm going to go gather a bunch of information, right? Um, we handle it by trying to, you know, handle every single internet troll, um, and commenting, you know, a million comments everywhere you can. Like I'm looking for a fight, right? Um, we handle it by thinking that it's time to get out of this field. Um, this, this article has been enough to trigger 
looks, you know, in my estimates, a lot of people to have that thought um, based off of people that have emailed me, that have reached out on social media, um, social media threads that I've seen. Um, and, you know, the, the exit planning as a response to this, you know, is our field perfect? No. Is medicine broken? Yes. Are you broken? No. Um, what I want you to know is that, you know, having that uh, exit plan in response to this article may be a flight type reaction. Okay. And it doesn't feel like that whenever you're in the moment. It feels like we are threatened whenever we read this article. It feels like it's not safe to be an OBGYN. Just like one year ago, or, you know, a little over a year ago, whenever Roe v. Wade was overturned, it felt unsafe to be an OBGYN all of a sudden. Um, and I think that that has been kind of re-triggered here. And so whenever I talk about a survival memory, like what I want you to think about is like exactly how that works. So the biggest, or you know, the most common um, example that I give because this has happened to me in real life, is, okay, say, you know, you're walking through the garage, it's kind of dark out there, you didn't turn the light on, you're just going out to the car, you open the, you know, the garage door, you're walking out through the garage, and you're like, as you're walking, something catches out of the corner of your eye, and you jump back in horror and fear, and your heart is racing, and you feel like you're gonna have a heart attack, and you kind of give out a little yelp or scream, and you, you know, you're, you're like, oh my God, like terrified for just a moment before you have the thought, oh, it's just a big black garden hose that my husband moved coiled up right there. And that's happened to me where I was like, holy shit. Oh, okay. Just a garden hose. But you have that fight or flight survival response before the rest of your brain is able to process, before you're even able to process the full visual information that you were gathering with your eyes. All you have to have is like some little thing that sets you off that survival memory of, you know, snakes are, are dangerous for survival, whether that's, you know, laid down by you or whether that survival memory is actually laid down by someone in your family. Okay. Um, trauma and traumatic things like that are sometimes even inherited or passed down generationally. Okay. And so it, it's, you know, they, they've studied that in, I don't remember what type of small mammal, um, that snakes are dangerous. And so, you know, if, uh, you know, the mama of, I don't know if it's like a rabbit or what, um, the mama rabbit, you know, had an incident with a snake, then she has a litter of baby rabbits. Gosh, I should know what baby rabbits are. Kids? I don't know. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, the baby rabbits then are more knowing that they should avoid snakes, that they are scary. Right. And so that same, so whether that, whether I ever had a bad incident with a snake or not, I had that, that survival memory triggered by some sort of input. Okay. My, my survival brain is online scanning for that all the time. And it scanned through the garage is like, wait, something's different over there. And just out of the corner of my eye. And that was enough to say, oh my God, snake. Oh wait, no, it's just a garden hose that my husband moved. And, you know, so same thing with this article that we are talking about, right? And so if you read through something on the internet 
or social media or whatever. And you, you know, before you even realize sometimes what's happening, um, and this happens to all of us, me included, I'm raising my hand right now, me included. Um, we read through it and it's like, oh my God, this is, this is bad. It's dangerous to be an OBGYN. I, this could be me at any point. Um, and then we start looking for all the other bad things about whatever's going on, right? Like being an OBGYN, right? It's terrible. Nobody listens to us. Everybody's out to get us, you know, on social media. Everybody hates us or paints us as the bad guy. You know, I think I should just get out of it. What that is, though, is is your a lot of times. Okay, I'm just saying that can be. I'm not saying everybody um, can be our survival mode taking over because we <laughs> we are safe as we sit and read that article. Right? We are technically scrolling our phone or on our computer scrolling Facebook, whatever it is, someone texts us, we're just checking out our phone, right? We are safe as we read that. But our brain is like, nope, nope, this is bad for survival. We are in danger. And it's, it doesn't feel like that initially, but that is, (laughs) I want you to realize that that process can happen. So I want to make sure that all of you are, you know, taking good care of yourselves, that you're sending safe signals to your brain, like I am safe. And um, you know, maybe doing some things to, to really take care of yourself, to prove that it is safe, uh, in this world right now to your brain. Okay. Show it the evidence that you are safe. I say that to myself all the time. It's okay, brain. I am safe. I am safe. And I take some big, deep breaths in and out or do some box breaths. Right. Um, I like to go for a walk. I like to take a, a long kind of mindful shower. You know, those types of things can really help meditation, EFT tapping, breath work, okay, um, or even seeing a trauma therapist to do EMDR or some other type of trauma therapy. Those are all ways to process this if you're having a hard time, okay. Um, talking with a therapist or a friend or a coach can also help you process what's going on for you um, and decrease that kind of survival mode response as well. So just be sure that you're, you know, taking care of yourself if you feel really triggered by this article, okay? And I I also want to put out there that I think that whenever things like this happen, we, we often want to band together. Um, and I think that that's, that's the, the herding instinct in us, right? And so I think that that's, you know, another sign that we're, we're trying to survive out here as OBGYNs. We are. And that, you know, is no small feat. I'm not saying that that's easy. I'm not saying that we should ignore anything. Um, But what I want you to know is that I realize just how much we need a sense of community, um, how much we need that connection and, and just how important it is. Like, as I sat there and thought about um, the experience that the, the physician involved in this article must be um, having, I, I just like hoped that that sense of community is there and that there's not isolation because, you know, I cannot imagine what would be happening um, if that was me and I was isolated. And like so much so, like I have even, I've been changing, (laughs) I've been changing a lot of things. Like I um, have been, uh, you know, been reaching out more, but also I made some big decisions this week about um, the happy gynecologist group. So the coaching group, right. I was like, we've got to have more community because whenever shit like this happens, this is, I was, I was telling, um, some of, uh, 
some of the people that I, I work with. So I have people that help me um, with some of the stuff with website and, um, you know, marketing and, um, and social media and that kind of thing. I'm just like, we've got to have a, a community. Like we've got to have that sense of community. And I've been, I've been feeling that for a long time. Like I've told y'all out there listening to that, like, I want you to be in my community. Okay. You're, you're a part of my community. I consider you part of my community even now. Um, and so, but even so like with, with, um, the group members, I was like, we've got to figure out more ways to be, you know, connected and less isolated and more together. And so I'm like, we're going to start a Facebook group. We're going to, we're going to have more community where all of our members can be in a Facebook group and all of our past members can be there. And we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to have, you know, lifetime access to, to support and coaching. And it's like, we're, we're changing all kinds of things. And so I'm like, we're, we're making big old changes over here. And I'm like, we've got to figure this out in a way that, that we can, we can survive as a, as a group. Right. And so, um, uh, OBGYNs, I mean, right. And so, so yeah, so even it's even poured over like this, this article has struck me as well. I don't want you to think that it hasn't, but I'm, I want to take this article as, you know, something that, that, you know, is awful. And this is what's wrong with medicine that we get blamed, you know, and, and, um, I just, yeah, I can't even start to think down that rabbit hole, but how can we make this, you know, something that creates positive change? And so for me in my life, that's how I'm doing it. I want to create more sense of community. I want you, you guys out there to know that you can reach out to me anytime. Um, and I, you know, I, I will respond. I respond to every email that you guys send me, every message you guys send me. I, I try to, if I don't, it, I probably missed it. I honestly, I respond to every one of them myself. Um, and so I want you to know that, um, that you can always, you know, reach out anytime. Um, and then, you know, yeah, like in my, in my coaching group, like how can I create more community? Um, I never want anybody to be isolated and we need to increase our connection to decrease, um, to decrease the survival mode, to decrease the burnout, to decrease, um, our, our, you know, feeling like we're, just on an island, you know, um, and not, you know, nobody understands us. Right. Um, because that's kind of what it feels like whenever something like this happens too. you know, I had friends and family members that are not in medicine sending me this article and like asking questions about it. And I'm like, uh, you know, me trying to explain it in a way that didn't horrify them. Um, was hard and, and it felt very isolating. Like they have no idea, obviously they have no idea, um, what we go through. And, but on the other side of that, I came out glad for that. Okay. They are very lucky that they don't know. And I am happy for them that they don't know. Um, and so I think that that made me really see like, okay, they don't know, but who does y'all, y'all know. And I know. And how do we, how do we, you know, rally around that and use that connection to make positive change from this? And so whenever, you know, whenever I think about this, I want you, I want you to also consider that, you know, connection and vulnerability is a great way to, to kind of create that as well. 
And so I know I've talked about vulnerability. I've talked about authenticity. I've talked about connection. I've talked about a lot of things here, but the next time someone says like, Hey doc, you okay? What if you just said like, no, it's really hard to be an OBGYN right now because they can't know what we go through if we don't tell them. Right. And we don't have to rant. Like it fucking sucks. (laughs) You know, you don't have to like go off on how bad it sucks or all these terrible things that are happening, but like be authentic to yourself. Like it's really hard right now, actually. Um, there's a lot of crap going on in my field and that's hard. And just like acknowledging that or there's a bad article that came out and I'm really sad, you know, for that doctor too, you know? Um, and you know, can you express that in a way that then starts that conversation because people don't know what they don't know. And maybe that's more, uh, you know, a better way than, than us trying to rail against everybody on social media, um, in the comment section. Um, you know, how, how do we, how do we move forward? How do we, you know, connect with other people and, and let them know what we're going through? Well, we have to answer honestly whenever they say, Hey, how you doing? We have to be real, right? And so I think that that's, you know, where I where I started way back when on like trying to be more authentic and trying to let others understand what I was going through, okay? It wasn't trying to make others understand. It was trying to let others understand what I was going through. Um, because up until, you know, I don't know what point, in my burnout, (laughs) it was, it was, you know, for forever, I didn't let people understand. I just be like, nope, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's perfect. It's good. This is fine. I'm fine. Right. Like the dumpster fires in the background. Right. (laughs) So the next time someone asks you what's, you know, Hey, what's going on for you? How are you? Be real, be real. Pause. If you have to, don't just give them the canned answer of it's fine. Everything's good. It's great. You know, don't, don't be doing that. Okay. And it doesn't have to be this long thing, but be authentic to you. And that's a great place to start whenever you are, you know, um, doing this work and on this journey, it's a great place to start to build connection, increase, you know, uh, increase our sense of community, um, and increase your authenticity and vulnerability, which also increases relationships and connectivity. Um, and, and it decreases the, the anger that we have whenever we think that nobody understands us because people start to understand. Okay. All right, y'all, I'm going to stop talking your ear off. I want you to know that you matter and, um, I'm always here. Send me an email anytime, Amanda at coach-miles.com. Um, reach out anytime, find me on social media, coach miles, MD, and uh, come to the come to the workshop this weekend, y'all. Okay, let's workshop together on on regaining control. Uh, head over to the website to sign up for that. Coach-miles.com forward slash regain control. I'll put that in the show notes as well. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.